huge hello and welcome to the world of hair. 30 years ago, my first boss said to me, you know what, Craig, it's never just about the hair. And he was so right. A huge part of what we do as colorists and hairdressers is managing people's expectations. Join me as I share my thoughts and experiences on communicating with clients. Let's get into it. Oh my goodness, it's episode four of The World of Hair. It's great to be back, guys. Thank you so much for coming back to have another listen. I'm just blown away by how positive um, the feedback from the podcast has been. And literally just before I sat down to record this, I got an email to say that The World of Hair is ranked number 40 on the iTunes playlist chart in New Zealand, which is kind of amazing and incredible. So because at the end of the day, it's great to share this stuff with you guys um, about the industry that we all love and something that brings us so much joy. It certainly has brought me loads of joy over the last 30 years. So thank you so much. Um, it means an awful lot to me. It's really great to be able to put this stuff out there for you guys. So before we get started talking about um, today's subject, oh, and also winter has hit London. I'm surrounded here. Christmas is obviously not far away because I am surrounded by Christmas candles in my apartment. And it's been raining solidly now in London for two days. What joy. But we've got Christmas to look forward to, so it's not all bad. So before we get started on today's um, topic, I just wanted to very briefly say that what I'm going to share with you guys is stuff that helps me. I use it day to day in the salon, but obviously it's not a holy grail. It is just my thoughts, feelings and experiences. And they're things that I find really helpful. So if you find anything from this podcast helpful, hopefully you will. But if you do, please take it and make it your own. You know, you don't have to follow this step by step, but I have had some feedback because these are some of the things that I talk about um, in my lives on a Monday and inst- on Instagram. Uh, shameless plug down below. I will link my Instagram down below for you so you can go and check that out. But there's some of the things that I have shared with people on there and they have helped. I've had feedback from other hairdressers that it's really helped. So it's always good to put these things out there. And if, if it helps you, then that's great. But please make it your own. So where do we start on managing clients' expectations and consultations and, and the stuff that happens often and all day, every day in the salons that we work in? Well, for me, um, probably the start of it all is connection. And what does that mean? Well, it's how we set the scene, if you like, for a great appointment with a client, whether it be an old client, you know, a, a regular client, an existing client or a new client. And we live in the world of digital media now where I certainly get new clients through Instagram. I'm sure a lot of you guys do. Um, but yeah, so whether it's a, an existing client or a new client, we need to set the scene. And it's really important that there is that kind of instant connection. You know, a lot of the time people make snap judgments about um, hairdressers, about people. So it's important that we connect with those people. Now, how do I do that? Well, I choose and have chosen for the last 20 years. I always sit down with a client. So I will pull up a cutting stool. Most salons have a cutting stool or maybe a chair from another section that's next to your styling station. And I sit down with that client and I will sit and talk to them, greet them. You know, once I've greeted them, I will sit down eye to eye and connect with them. And that's a great way to start any um, hair appointment in salon. Now, 
Obviously, there is a body language, which we'll get onto in a second, but there is a body language factor. You're at the same height and you're talking to them, looking at them in the eye, rather than through a mirror, which can create a slight disconnect. So it's all about that eye contact. And whether it's a new client or it's an existing client, it's good to not get complacent. So what do I mean by that? Well, we work in salon all the time and we spend a lot of time running our busy busy columns in in the salon. So it's really important that everybody that sits in your chair gets the same level of customer service and care. You know, we want to be consistent with what we do as creative people and that's what will keep our clients loyal and keep them coming back but also you know most importantly make sure they have a great experience as I said in the intro it isn't just about great hair it is also about the experience in salon so another really important point for me is that your phone you know we all walk around with our mobile phones in our hands all the time and certainly I have mine with me in the salon in the trolley tucked away because I'll be snapping content we're all, a lot of us get up to that throughout the salon day. But I think it's really important that on your initial greeting with the client, sat down on that stall, that your phone should be away. And obviously, if you're going to use your phone for your consultation process to show them pictures of hair cuts or hair color that you've done or hair styling, different you know finishes, then that's totally cool. And I'm really up for that, as we'll get into in a second. But whilst you greet them and you do your initial consultation, your phone should be out of sight. It's also worth remembering that, and here's a statistic for you guys, that 70% of people that come through your salon and that sit in your chair at some point throughout the appointment process will feel a little anxiety or may feel a little intimidated by the environment. Like I've said before, it's an environment that we're very comfortable in but it's one that a lot of people find perhaps sometimes overwhelming. And that the actual statistic is 70% of female clients that come through a salon at some time feel anxiety or intimidated. That's a crazy, it's a crazy statistic, but it is one that's out there. So that leads me on to my next point. So once you have connected initially with that client by, if you're going to use my technique by sitting down with them and talking eye to eye, then it's about body language. So before we get into verbal communication, obviously we communicate with our bodies and we do that all the time. You know, it, body language surrounds us. I'm sitting here now talking to you guys, waving my hands around like I do all the time. So we want our clients to be comfortable and feel secure. And as I've already said, we communicate non-verbally all the time. Are you aware of how your client is communicating with you non-verbally? Is that person that you've never met before and hasn't been into the salon to see you before sitting there with their arms folded, which is telling you that they perhaps don't feel quite so comfortable? You know, are they sitting there and moving around in their chair, shifting about from side to side, which again can mean that they're feeling a little bit intimidated or, you know, out of their comfort zone. And it's important for us to make them feel that they are obviously in their comfort zone because we want them to have a great experience. So body language is a really important thing. Something that you can do, and this is a little tip and it's something that I do and it's a habit that I have got into. I often put my arm on the top of the section and I just rest my head on my hand as I'm listening to them and as I'm, you know, as we're having that initial communication and conversation about what it is we're going to be doing with their hair and 
the thing about tilting your head in one side is what it actually does is biologically, physically, it helps you to absorb the information. It helps you to listen. And it also shows you, shows, sorry, shows them that you are listening. So that's just a really minor tip. There is tons of stuff on the internet. You know, it's, the internet is a great thing for research and there's tons of body language information out there. And maybe, you know, have a skim through some of it and take from it what you find helpful. You know, this podcast, like I said at the beginning, is about some handy tips. It's not about a holy grail. It's what works for you at the end of the day. So moving on, we come to the art of communication. So verbal communication. And the language that we use as hairdressers is so important. And I think perhaps more important than ever now because... You know, we live in a hair world that has kind of exploded with social media. So people are changing their hair lengths all the time. They're not only making their hair shorter when they come to see us, but they're actually making it longer as well with, you know, the creativity of hair extensions, but also the colour market that has completely exploded. So people are wanting, you know, a lot more adventurous um, results from us. And I think it's important that we perhaps you know, banish certain words from our vocabulary. Things like can't, you know, that's a really tricky one. And if you're going to say to any client that they can't have something, that's immediately going to make them feel a certain way. And, you know, there is that saying that I come back to time and time again on my lives on a Monday and people will always remember, well, they won't remember, sorry, what you um, did and they won't remember what you said, but they will remember how you make them feel. So the communication can make people feel a certain way. And if you're going to tell somebody that they can't have something they've been lusting after with their hair, then it might not make them feel very good. So, and I've noticed that, you know, as hairdressing, you know, colouring, for instance, take that for example, it's changed so much over the last 10 years. Um, there is this kind of movement um, that I have seen within hairdressing that I've come across where hairdressers can get very emotional about clients wanting particular services or particular results. It is obviously all about communicating to your client that that particular result is going to be a journey. It's going to take a certain amount of time. It's perhaps not telling her that she can't have that or do you realise what a big process that is, for example? How might that client feel? You know, I want everyone's experience in salon to be a, a really good one, a positive one. Excuse the email alert there. Um, keeping it real here at uh, Shea Craig. So, yeah, that's something to think about. Here's another um, something that I talk about on my lives, and it may be slightly controversial for some of you out there. But that is the use of the term colour correction. So to put that into context for you, I like to use um, the phrase colour change. But to put this into context for you, if you went to the dentist, for example, and it was a new dentist, the first time you'd ever been there, and they looked in your mouth and they told you that one of your fillings needed a correction. You had to have a filling correction. How do you think that might make you feel? Well, for me, it would make me feel that I'd been walking around with a feeling that was wrong, you know, quotation marks, that wasn't right. And 
I have seen data that does show that clients, when the words color correction, the term color correction is used in front of the client, it can make them feel bad about the existing color that they have. Now, as hairdressers, we may think that that service hasn't been done perhaps as it could be, or we would have gone about it in a different way, but I wouldn't want a client to feel bad or to feel that they had the wrong hair. So for me, that's why I choose the the term color change. Obviously, you only need to go on Instagram and search the hashtag color correction. It's huge and it's used a lot. I, I don't know how many millions of times it's been used on Instagram, but it is really huge. And obviously, you know, these big color changes take a lot of time, but it is something that's worth thinking about. And, you know, for me, color correction is quite strong and I, I would never want anyone to feel like they were inferior or lesser, you know, had, had been walking around with a lesser hair color or haircut or hairdo, you know, so something to think about there. Another great thing when you're talking to your clients is asking them questions that need more than a yes, no answer. So that's an open question. So rather than saying to a client, do you shampoo your hair three times a week? And they can say no or yes. It's about perhaps saying, well, how often do you shampoo your hair a week? Do you know, what's your favorite product? What kind of result were you hoping to get today? You know, did you want to be um, this kind of blonde over this kind of blonde? You know, so it's all about an open question. And then I often like to, map out a verbal plan with a client, particularly for color clients, sometimes for hairstyling and cutting clients, but often for a color client, I will map out a verbal plan. So that will be to go through where they are now and then to take them where we're gonna go and then where we're gonna eventually end up. So do that verbally and that kind of stands you in a good stead for the next part of your consultation and for managing expectations, which is obviously the hair. The reason that they have come to see you in the salon and hopefully the reason they will keep coming back to see you. And that is obviously hair grows, colour fades, so the hair. So it's important obviously when you get to that point that you are on the same page when it comes to what your client wants. So what a client, so here's a good example for you. There's this whole thing, and this is a color example again. Obviously, I do so much color in the salon. Um, I am a hairstylist as well, and you know I do bits of session work, but color is so massive. So here's an, an interesting one, and I'm sure it's one that has happened to you um, personally as hairdressers and colorists. But when a client asks for one particular thing, and then you realize throughout the consultation process that it's actually something else they want. So let's take balayage and ombre, for example. Oh yes, those two do get really mixed up. Now, sometimes you might need to do an ombre on a client to get them to a really full-on balayage result. But the two things are different. How about explaining the process? You know, often when a client says that they want balayage they mean they want an ombre and vice versa but how about throughout your consultation process explaining to the client that the two things are different balayage is French it means to sweep ombre means to gradiate from one color to the next be it you know from brunette to blonde or from pink to orange 
And that is what will set you apart from other hairdressers and also make that client not only feel confident in you, but feel very loyal in the fact that you have gone out of your way to explain that, the process to her, the technical process. You can get as, you know, use as much jargon as you want to use or obviously use it in, use your words to explain that. But, you know, it's, it is something that will create loyalty and also manage that client's expectations to be realistic. And, you know, a loyal client, um, and sorry, an educated client is a much more loyal client. You know, somebody that knows that has confidence in you and knows that you know what you're talking about and can deliver the results is a client that will keep coming back to you. And that is what we want as hairdressers, obviously. In this competitive world of hair, it's, you know, really important that we build a loyal client base. As much as we love doing hair, and, you know, I'm one of those people that, I've always wanted to be a hairdresser and and if I, for any reason, I couldn't get the chance, I would still be doing hair all over the place. But, you know, we do need to make a living out of it. So my my next point is something that I have seen throughout my career with young hairdressers, you know, older hairdressers, more experienced hairdressers. And that is something that I call the fear. Well, what is the fear? Well, for me, there's nothing more disconcerting than watching a consultation that doesn't go well or, um, which is perhaps even worse, an appointment that, will, that might break down when there's been a miscommunication and you can see that someone's expectations are not being managed at all and the client is unhappy. And there are several reasons for that. Um, the, the biggest reasons are the ones that we've just spoken about beforehand that have come before, and that is if you don't manage those points correctly, then things can break down. And a lot of the time that can be down to knowledge, knowledge of how to deal with people or technical knowledge or managing people's expectations. And as I feel personally that as creative hairdressers and people who have close contact with people, clients day to day, that it is our responsibility to make sure that we're both sensitive to people. I'm, you know, I love people and that's probably the biggest thing for me about what I do day to day as a hairdresser. But it's important that we learn about ourselves. And we are, as I've already mentioned, in a very competitive world now. So it's important that we, you know, test ourselves, learn as much as we can, put ourselves out there as much as we can and continue to learn about ourselves and what it is we're doing as hairdressers. And part of that is the whole consultation process, making people, you know, feel great about themselves, making sure that we're on the same page and making sure that there is no fear. Um, It's a really important part of what we do. So a question, here's a, a kind of wrapping up, closing thought, if you like. One of the questions that I often get asked on my lives on Instagram um, is what do you do if you have a client that's never going to be happy? Well, it's a great question and it, and I'm sure it's a question that I'm sure there are hairdressers everywhere, all over the world, that sometimes find that they have a client sat in their chair that they feel, they feel themselves is never really going to be happy. Well, for me, I would say the answer to that one is it's kind of like a bit of a loaded answer, but that is that I try not to let that into my thoughts. There isn't really ever a client in my chair on a shoot, um, you know, an artist, whatever it is I'm doing that I can't make happy you know and that is a 
it's like a it's like a mixture of all the things that we've spoken about but it's about listening to them it's about having the knowledge and I just don't let that into my head for me I will do everything I can to make sure that that client is happy through communication through technical ability etc etc so you see it's not just about the hair. It is obviously about being the best technical hairdresser that you can be. And I do think that it's important to be technically a strong hairdresser and to get that knowledge. But it's also about looking after folk and making sure, you know, that they're happy and that they feel good about themselves. If I had one last final thought, it would be that obviously you've got to have fun with all of this. And, you know, take the time to listen to your client and to make sure that they are happy and then have that technical ability and the rest is kind of easy and it kind of all falls into place. I hope there's been some tips throughout this podcast that have been helpful. As always, it would be really great, really mega to have your feedback. I answer all the DMs that I get on Instagram. You can, of course, leave comments here on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to this podcast on. If you've enjoyed it, then it would be fantastic if you would give this a review. And of course, tell your friends and other people in this industry that we love in this crazy world of hair, um, because, you know, that's the way that these things get out there. And in, like I said at the beginning, if this helps one person, if you just get one tiny little nugget of information, then that makes me really happy. And there's lots more interesting things coming on the world of hair. I've got some great guests lined up for the new year hopefully recording something super exciting with another hairdresser before Christmas so I can get that out to you over the Christmas period. But until that time, you guys take care, enjoy the world of hair and what it is you're getting up to in Salon and beyond and I will see you all again soon.